Hey, Coyotes fans, and welcome to Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Richard Morin, your host. Thank you guys for joining us in our first show post-All-Star break as we uh, break down all the necessary uh, information for you that you need to know before the Coyotes kick off their post-break schedule on Wednesday at the Anaheim Ducks. Now, Coyotes practiced three times at Gila River, well, in Arizona, I should say, before getting out on the road. They practiced on Sunday at the Ice Dance Scottsdale, and then back on Monday and Tuesday at Gila River Arena. Coyotes rolling out some new lines uh, as well, and also uh, some injured players on the ice, and we will get to all of that in this podcast, as well as uh, answer a couple of listener questions you guys sent in under the wire here uh, before I recorded today's podcast. So, like I said, the Coyotes are, are in this tight race. It's still a very, very tight race in the Pacific Division, as we uh, spoke about on the last podcast. So, we're going to be uh, sort of setting the scene for you and what the Coyotes need to do uh, in this race and, and what, what they're going to need to do in order uh, to make their way here in this tight race in the Pacific division as well as uh the wild card situation as well because it res as it stands right now the Kyries are in the first wild card spot with 57 points vancouver canucks another win uh last night they are back from the break they got a big win now three straight wins and i believe something like nine straight uh on home ice so the like, vancouver canucks all the way up to 60 points they are the first pacific division team to hit 60 points uh, with 50 games played, too, the Coyotes 51 games played and 57 points. So uh, Vancouver with a game in hand and a three-point lead. The Canucks uh, certainly are looking very, very good. A 17-5-3 home record and a plus-15 goal differential. Uh, those those marks are both uh, tops among playoff contenders. So Coyotes, uh, like I said, they get back in action on Wednesday against the Anaheim Ducks, and they've got their work cut out for them right out of this nine-day break because they got to come right home and play uh, the LA Kings on Thursday at Gila River Arena, and then they got the Blackhawks on Saturday. So three games in four nights right off the bat for the Coyotes. It's not going to be uh, an easy. Uh, you know, both all three of those teams are out of playoff position, but uh, the Ducks have already played post-break, so the Coyotes are uh, going to have to go to Anaheim and play a team that always plays them tough in the Ducks. Uh, and, and a team that also, you know, uh, relatively speaking, has their legs under them. So we'll see what the Coyotes can can bring out in Anaheim. But like I said, practice on on uh, on Tuesday was was interesting to see the Coyotes rolling out some different lines, and uh, I'll let you know what those were. It was uh, the top line of Taylor Hall. Christian Dvorak and Connor Garland staying together. So that top unit, 91, 18, and 83, all together for the Coyotes. Uh, really, you know, there's no sense in changing that one up because it's it's one that has been working very well for the Coyotes. So uh, I, I didn't really expect them to change that one up, but all three other lines were uh, sort of jumbled there. The second line is the, uh, the reuniting of Clayton Keller, Derek Stepan, and Phil Kessel. That was the Coyotes' top line uh, months ago before the Taylor Hall trade. And uh, uh, that top line of uh, – oh, I'm sorry, that second line, excuse me, of of uh, Keller, Stepan, and Kessel is, is one that didn't produce a, a whole lot of points, but it is one that had very, very good possession numbers. Uh, and one that also generated one that also generated a, uh, a very nice goal in Anaheim uh, on, in the season opener. 
And so it'll be interesting to see uh, whether that top line of uh, of Keller, Stepan, and Kessel can can reignite with the had. Clayton Keller obviously has taken a a, a pretty significant step backward in terms of uh, his production, uh, and, and I think uh, the Coyotes know they need to get both him and Nick Schmaltz going. And that line uh, previously of Keller, Schmaltz, and Carl Soderberg simply wasn't working. And uh, talking with Clayton Keller after Tuesday's practice, here's what he had to say about playing with Stepan and Kessel again that's a lot of good possession numbers earlier on in the season are you kind of hoping to kind of rekindle a little bit of chemistry with those guys obviously two very talented veteran players yeah definitely um, I mean they make it easy for me to, to play with them uh, steps you know I played with most of my career honestly and um, he's such a great player and really takes care of me you know on and off the ice so I'm excited to play with him and Phil and uh, get some chemistry and uh, be you know a difference maker so some interesting things that, that Clayton Keller had to say in that interview. I thought it was, you know, and he's right. He has spent really most of his career playing the wing uh, on a line with Derek Stepan. So I think it'll be interesting to see. Maybe, maybe that helps uh, Clayton Keller sort of get back to, to the player that, that he was and and kind of uh, maybe getting, getting back to being comfortable on the ice because he has certainly not looked comfortable on the ice in recent games. Now down to that third line, that is where Nick Schmaltz has landed, and he is uh, playing the middle, uh, centering a line of uh, uh, Lawson Krause and Vinny Henestrosa. So Krause, Schmaltz, and Henestrosa on the third line, and I think that's that's a pretty interesting line. It, they're all young guys, but uh, you know, Krause kind of brings that physicality, and uh, Vinny Henestrosa is a real fast, shifty player, uh, a good passer, and then you have uh, Nick Schmaltz in the middle, and I was talking to Nick Schmaltz uh, as well, and kind of asking him, you know, are there any differences to, to playing down the middle uh, versus playing the wing in Rick Toggett's system, because there's a lot of fluidity, you know, the always the, the, the high forward is the F1, so a lot of times you can find your doing things uh, you know that a center would do and, and not actually be the center on the line sheet. Here's what Nick Schmaltz had to say about that when I asked him at Tuesday's practice. Be that as, as a winger, right? right? Is there a difference between that you notice from you know playing center versus playing uh, right wing in the system, or is it kind of fluid? Yeah, it's pretty easy, especially I've been playing with Carl, so we kind of just been interchangeable, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's not too big of a change. But I think um, you know playing in the middle of the ice, I'm used to it, and I, I like I like coming to the middle of the puck. I think I can use my speed and back off the defenders, and you know be able to kick it out to the wingers and then drive through and give them time and space. So. Um, I like playing in the middle, and I think it helps me, or it's an advantage when I got speed coming through. And, so uh, Kraus, you know, Schmaltz, and Hinnestroza, the third line uh, for the Coyotes, it looks like we'll be seeing on Wednesday in Anaheim. And the fourth line uh, for the Coyotes was Michael Grabner, uh, centered uh, by Carl Soderberg with Christian Fisher on the right wing. The extras uh, in non-contact jerseys were Brad Richardson and Barrett Hayton. Brad Richardson will be traveling uh, with the Coyotes uh, to Anaheim and is questionable for the game. Barrett Hayton will not be traveling with the Coyotes. He has not been cleared for full contact yet. We're going to take our first break here on Locked on Coyotes. When we get back, I'll give you the uh, injury updates on Darcy Kemper, on Uranta, as well as some others. So stay tuned here, and we'll talk to you guys in just a minute.
All right, we are back here on Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Richard Morin, sort of breaking down where the Coyotes are in terms of their lineup, in terms of injuries, uh, as they come out of the All-Star break here. And they got a tough one in Anaheim. And I know Anaheim has had their struggles this year. They always play the Coyotes very tightly. And that was the common theme I was getting when I was talking to the players after Tuesday's practice. But uh, like I said, that that new lineup, and, and just kind of run that for you again, that's uh, the first line, Hall, Dvorak, and Garland, the second line, Keller, Stepan, uh, and uh, Kessel. And then you have a third line with Lawson Kraus, Nick Schmaltz, and Vinny Hanestroza. And the fourth line, Grabner, Soderberg, and Fisher. And that's uh, obviously, uh, I think, the return of, of Brad Richardson is going to have some effect on that. You know, as Richardson uh, sort of slide in there, maybe uh, maybe Carl Soderberg plays left wing and you have Brad Richardson in the middle. That kind of remains to be seen. I think, uh, you know, Brad Richardson is, is sort of on the fringe of the lineup uh, at this point anyway. Uh, certainly he needs to step up his play a big, a big, big, big drop off in production and defensive play, uh, you know, from Brad Richardson so far this year. He's one of, of many players that, that needs to get going if the Coyotes have any hope of ending their seven-year playoff drive. Now let's get to some, uh, some injury news. A couple of you uh, wrote in some questions for me, and we have one here from John Pletcher, who wants to know the status of Darcy Kemper and Barrett Hayton, and if Kemper is still out this week, has Rick Tockett learned the lesson of not starting Ronta in back-to-back nights? Uh, it's a good question, John. So I give you the status of Barrett Hayton. He is practicing with the team, uh, but he is in a non-contact jersey. He's not yet been cleared for contact, will not be traveling to Anaheim. So the Coyotes are, are sort of uh, kind of being patient with him. It's a, it's a it was a grade one uh, AC joint separation. So, uh, you know, the Coyotes are, are certainly want uh, Barrett to uh, be structurally good in that shoulder before returning uh, to game action and, of course, contact as well. Darcy Kemper will be traveling with the Coyotes on Wednesday, although Auntie Ranta will be in net against the uh, against the Ducks. So whoever starts that, that uh, Los Angeles Kings game, I am fairly certain that is not going to be onto Ronta. Now, Rick Tockett, we didn't ask. I, I did. I did not ask Rick Tockett that because I think I already kind of knew the answer. I don't think I really needed to ask the question of of who is going to start on Thursday. It's not like he would tell me anyway. I mean, Rick is not going to give away the the starter of a game. You know, two two games from the you know the uh, uh, the practice, which we're asking the question, right? So, it's really, no sense in asking that question. But I think we all can can kind of surmise that it's certainly not going to be Auntie Ranta after what we've seen uh, when you when when Ranta's been given a heavy workload. Uh, you know, he's just not been dependable. But he is going to go uh, on Wednesday, and then I, you know, on uh, when 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 Thursday's game comes around against the Kings, it's going to be uh, either Aiden Hill or it could be Darcy Kemper. He Darcy Kemper is off injured reserve. He is on the roster, and he could be in there. He practiced on Tuesday, uh, almost probably made it through about 90% of the practice before coming off early, but he was all smiles and uh, seemed like his normal self. So uh, perhaps Darcy Kemper will be ready to start that Thursday game against L.A. If not, uh, I would certainly expect it to be Aiden Hill. It would be uh, I would be very, very, very surprised to see Anchiranta go uh, twice in a row, and then uh, you know whoever starts Saturday's game against the Blackhawks, that could also be Kemper, could be uh, Ranta as well. I, I wouldn't be expect. I, I I mean it wouldn't be as surprising to see Ranta go on Wednesday and and Saturday. I think that's even for for Ranta's standards at this point. I think that's pretty manageable. Now I have another question here from Tatiana. 
asking, is something going on with Nick Schmaltz? I've seen reports that he wasn't at practices this week, and we didn't see him at the Waiters Gala last night. Hope it's nothing serious. Well, uh, I, I did not attend the Coyotes' first two practices. I was, uh, I was in Tampa. I was in the Tampa area, but uh, I was told that Nick Schmaltz was a late, uh, did practice a little bit on Monday, did not practice the full time. Uh, and uh, you guys are telling me he wasn't at the Waiters Gala last night, so season ticket holders, you guys know a little bit. Uh, you have a little bit more intel than than me on that front, but Nick was a full participant at practice on Tuesday, and I was told by a team source that uh, he is questionable uh, to play in Wednesday's game. He is uh, he he does have a little bit of a of a nagging injury. Not quite sure what that injury is. Um, but I'm told that it's not 100% that Nick Schmaltz will play, but the feeling is that he will draw in on Wednesday uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. So we'll see there. Uh, certainly not not a lock to play, but he is dealing with something, uh, something that, that kept him a little bit limited in practices this week. And, uh, and as you guys are telling me, he was not at the Waiters Gala uh, on Monday night. So that was uh, interesting to, to learn, but I talked with Nick Schmaltz. You guys heard him earlier on uh, in the podcast, and you guys heard from him. He was a uh, full participant at practice. And, and seem to be back to his normal self, but uh, let's let's get to the rest of the, of the uh, injury status and the rest of the lineup discussions and all everything else we need to discuss about the Coyotes at this point. We'll get to that after this next break. We'll talk to you guys in just a moment. All right, and welcome back to Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Richard Morn. The Coyotes getting back to action in a very, very, very tight playoff race uh, on Wednesday. They'll take on the Anaheim Ducks for returning home Thursday, like we said, uh, to host the Los Angeles Kings. And Coyotes are, are looking relatively healthy. It's looking like Jordan Osterley is back and ready to go. I would expect the defensive pairings to shape out. As follows, you have Oliver ekman Larson with Jason Demers. We saw Jacob Chikrin with Alex Galagoski, and we saw Jordan Osterley with Nicholas Yalmerson. Uh, that, those were the reps, at least in Tuesday's practice. And and like I said previously with those lines, those were just the lines at Tuesday's practice. We'll see if those lines hold up for Wednesday's game. But uh, to me, that that's kind of what it that's kind of what it, it seems like to me. Generally, that is uh, is an indication that that things are changing. And we spoke a little bit in the last podcast about whether or not this was the right move uh, for the Coyotes to be changing their lines like this. Uh, maybe they wanted to come out of the break with the same lines and see if they could kind of get that same magic they had right when they, they formed them. Or if the Coyotes just wanted to sort of throw it away and, and, and start from scratch and, and sort of do uh, do something totally different and you know, kind of uh, approach it that way. The latter seems to be what the Coyotes are doing. Rick Tockett trying to switch things up a little bit up front. And I got to say, I, you know, personally, I, I'm a big fan of these lines. I think I think this is the, on paper at least, it seems to be the best way to utilize everyone's talents. 
Um, I, I, at this point, I'm I'm looking at Nick Schmaltz and, and and thinking that he probably needs to be a little bit more focused, and and maybe putting him down the middle is going to force him to be a little bit more focused. It's going to force him to, you know, work on his play away from the puck. And, and the same thing with, uh, w- with Clayton Keller to an extent. I mean, he's not playing the middle, but you know, he's had success. He he's he's seen himself play very well uh, with Derek Stepan and with with Phil Kessel at at various points of the season. So let's see if we can put those three guys together and 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 kind of rekindle some of that magic is probably what Rick Tockett and the rest of the coaching staff is thinking uh, when they put those guys together. So I think it'll be interesting to see what what comes out of this and, and what the Coyotes can uh, can accomplish here. And, and that third line is very intriguing with Kraus, uh, with Kraus, Schmalt, and, and Hinnestroza. So it's just, it's, it's just something about it, you know, kind of putting my finger on it. It just kind of seems like, a, like an interesting line. I think that fourth line uh, will be sort of in flux, you know, Soderberg, uh, Grabner, Fisher, and I'm sure you know Richardson and, and Hayton will kind of be uh, you know in that realm as well. Barrett Hayton is a really interesting one to me to kind of ponder how he's going to fit into this team when healthy. You know the Coyotes want to use him uh, when he's healthy. Do they do they want to kind of throw him in there because Barrett has had some some uneasy games at the NHL level. Not to be uh, you know that's that's to be expected to a certain extent when you're a 19 year old kid. He's had some you know some uh, you know, kind of boneheaded uh, mistakes and just kind of forgetful, uh, kind of lackadaisical penalties and, and things like that. But he's also shown uh, very strongly, shown a lot of confidence with the puck and a lot of playmaking skill. And, you know, perhaps the Coyotes can can benefit from that because offensively, they're still a little bit, a little bit starved in that department, even with Taylor Hall on their team. So I think it'll be interesting to see what the Coyotes want to do with Barrett Hayton, especially if these lines don't end up working out. Maybe you try to work Barrett Hayton into the lineup and, and kind of work around him a little bit more than than what you're doing at this point. And, uh, you know, I know the Coyotes don't want him to just be riding the bench, and he's done that a lot uh, this year, at least before he went off to the World Juniors and uh, won a gold medal and and ended up uh, separating his shoulder. And I think it'll be – I think it's worth monitoring at least what is going to happen with Barrett Hayton. Brad Richardson, too, is interesting because now you have Schmaltz in there at center, so that puts Carl Soderberg all the way down to fourth line center. And now all of a sudden Brad Richardson is kind of on the outside looking in. And that's a, a big result, I think, of, of how Brad Richardson has played this year, which is really not very well. He's left a lot to be desired. And I think it's, it's it's again, it's another thing that's worth monitoring. How does Brad Richardson fit into this lineup at this point? Because I, I personally would rather have both Grabner and Fisher in there to see what I can get. And because really on, on either end of the ice, Brad Richardson has not shown you a whole lot. So uh, let's go forward and, and sort of have the two of our wingers and, and see what Carl Soderberg can do. You move Nick Schmaltz to center and then, you know, all of a sudden you're, uh, you're, you're pushing another guy out and that's just kind of how it works. You know, maybe at some point, you know, Soderberg moves to left wing or maybe at some point uh, Nick Schmaltz moves back uh, to the wing, and, and that's what you end up uh, getting. But I, the, I, you know, the, these lines seem to be the the, the best use of everybody's talents, and um, you know, obviously we're gonna we're gonna be seeing them in action uh, most likely on Wednesday against Anaheim, and, and we'll probably see them again um, against the LA Kings at Gila River Arena on Thursday, uh, and that is when we will talk to you guys next. So thank you so much for for tuning into this episode of Locked On Coyotes. I know we were gone for a couple days there, but. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, sticking around, and uh, we're going to be bringing you guys daily podcasts here at
as the Coyotes wind down the stretch and try to make uh, make a playoff run, make the playoffs for the first time in seven years, whether that's by Pacific Division or Wild Card. Uh, I think it'll be a very fun few months to be following the Arizona Coyotes. Well, I've been Richard Moore, and this has been Locked On Coyotes. You've been great listeners, and we will see you guys next time.